We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 11th day of October, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Emson alongside Bruce Adams and Pavel. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. How was your weekend? Healthy and alive. Um, weekend went well. It seemed like it, it, I was stuck in a time loop or something or, or like a, a stasis field or something from like the movies or something. <laughs> this weekend felt like it was a week long. It, it really, really went by slow. Yeah. Hmm. Well... Nonetheless, I'm glad you made it through it. Uh, Pavel, how are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, my weekend just flew, to be honest. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time this weekend meditating, praying that I have the, some sort of ability to help and, and, and you know, maybe make this world a little better. So I'm glad to be here. I'm doing well and um, glad to see you guys. And we're glad to see you. I, I guess we're going to go ahead and get into the, uh, the obvious, the escalation that's going on in Ukraine. Uh, with the uh, ordeal with Russia, and it's it's like you're you're starting to see now the the step up because you've got neighboring countries that are now saying, okay, yeah, we're going to start pulling our people, uh, and that's when you know it starts to get serious. But this all started. Well, I mean, you could argue the Nord Stream pipeline, but you know, again, that's that's so last week, right? <laughs> Let's get into something yeah. that's that's more recent. The detonation on the bridge in uh, that connects Russia to Crimea. Uh, I have video. Have you seen video of that uh, that explosion yet? Have you have you seen that yet, Povo? No, I'd, I'd like to comment on it. No, I have not actually. Yeah, seen yeah. It. Please go ahead. I'm I'm going to get some of that going uh, here. Just this is security footage of the detonation on the bridge as it happened, and then of course this is the fallout of it. Uh, as you, I mean, the ha the explosion happened That's, in the uh, yeah. Of the night. So yeah. So I mean, it's it's it had to be incredibly powerful too i mean i the splash was awesome i mean I, like awesome as an awestracking but jesus you can see that the fireball was big enough not only to level all the concrete get you know the, the foundation down but it burnt the trailway you know the, the the trail tram that's that's far away from the center i mean everything is destroyed look at the so was there more than one explosion it seems no because there's but look it, he's looking this way and then he looks back and there's also destroyed bridge yes uh, as far as I know, there was only one explosion, as far as I know. Okay. That's, re that's really weird. Look, he's turning left, so the first explosion's to his right, now the explosion's still to his right, and when he pans the camera to the left... Yeah, you see a second. A well, unless, unless at the one spot it caused Hold on, look, stress. look, 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 boom, back there, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. that's a hole. And that's what, that's 300, 200 meters. That could easily from, just be the could shock be structural wave. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So... Very powerful explosion. Definitely, you know, I mean, for a terrorist act to have, for a terrorist to have access to that kind of explosion, I mean, it's obviously backed up by a government. So, I mean, I don't think, can we say that Russia and, and, and America are at war right now? We can't really say it openly, but, but I mean, 
that's it's what everyone's formal. thinking over there. Yeah, it's not formally declared, but yeah. it it is. I mean, it, well, it, I mean, we've known since since last year it's been a proxy war, uh, and that's, proxy war. But yeah, it's it's getting so close. I mean, like, look, if I'm a general and I send my soldiers right on your border and you know start attacking you. I sit here and I can say all day, look, this wasn't me. I, I wasn't there. I was here the whole time. I didn't do anything. But you send your people. That's how the, the proxy war is. It's just once it's visible, it defeats the purpose of having a proxy war because it's, it's deception in the first place. There's no more deception. Everybody knows where the weapons are coming from, who's paying for them, who's giving the money to support the war. And then we know who's getting blown up. So what's unclear about this? Where did the trillion plus dollars go? I would argue it's more than a tr- well, I think we're well over a trillion. That's just what they've admitted publicly. Can you imagine how much they're giving behind the scenes on this? Not to mention the, the contractors. I know somebody who works for a government contractor. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. And before the conflict even started, before Putin went into Ukraine, before that even happened, they told me that they were getting an emergency order of a lot of armored vehicles, and they didn't know why. They already knew that there was going to be a conflict. They, they already knew that this, that's where it was going to go. The politicians, they make a decision today and they talk about not making this decision for the next 10 years. And then they say, well, that's what we did. It's it's the immobility of people. They stay in the same place. They watch the same things. They they listen to the same things. I don't have any, I, I don't even have an idea how this isn't publicly obvious what is going on. We have all the players making all the moves that were predicted and now are actually they're saying on TV. Biden said that, that you know, the pipe is not going to be there. It's yeah, this is being called a, uh, a quote, a declaration of war without rules. Uh, Russia's very upset about the uh, uh, the Crimean bridge blast and the Ukrainian government. They were uh, they were tweeting celebrations after it happened. I mean, they, they, their official so- government Twitter account. Put this out. I will show it to you so you can verify. This is their official account. And they tweeted, sick burn. If if that's not an admission of oh guilt. Oh, my God. What is? That's sick burn? That's the yeah. term they use like a freaking yeah. teenager? Yo, yeah. dude, sick burn, bro. That is just rude. Sick burn? It's a joke. Like, hey, look what you did to Russia. They're kids. They're children playing with our lives. I mean, Zelensky, we just watched his clown act prior to becoming a president working as a freaking clown. Not a good one. Obviously, they're going to pick the dumbest guy with the most balls. And now he's ruling our lives. And then this. This gets put out later on in the afternoon. Um, And now look at at the guy to the left. Uh, uh, They they don't live in the real world. I mean, there's this bunch of college kids, I guess, pointing at a picture of a bridge that connects, you know, to Crimea and what they're adding fire explosions to it. Uh, well, uh, is the, that make, the, the, either, the blonde right there, yeah. she's making the little heart symbol with her hand is what she's doing. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, basically yeah. there's a bunch of students saying, hey, hey, good thing this blew up. I mean, did anyone die? Uh, I think three people died. Uh, obviously the driver of the oh. truck and then where, where the bomb was. And then I think two other people. Well, yeah. So college students are celebrating um, death. That's what Nazis are. I've never seen college students before celebrating what other countries call terrorist acts. I mean, I've seen it in like extreme Muslim countries, but Ukraine's supposed to be just, you know, another European country with, with you know, very um, liberal and positive government views and rules. We see people celebrating death of innocent because what we're viewing is the generations that were already brought up to be 
with this mentality. We're seeing people that are missing a part of their empathy. They're not trained, they're raised consciously to have less empathy towards other individuals based on race or, you know, religion or anything else. That is the definition of extreme nationalism, Nazism. Well, we're seeing it. Oh, no, hang on a second. B- before before we go down that road, we got to call a spade. That's a spade. just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's just seeing, me talking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I respect your opinion on that. But we're, we're also seeing the same thing, the same type of an attitude from the radical far left in our Western countries. We're seeing the same type of an attitude. Well, I was going to say, yeah, what what did the when the pie blew up, the Nord Stream pie blew up, what did the um, uh, U.S. officials said that they said something like, well, it's said, but it gives us a great opportunity. Think about all the amazing things we can do now. OK, well, you broke the rules. And yes, it's a war. How many times was the United States brought up to the Geneva court, you know, for violation of human rights or this or that? They don't care. They just don't show up. The rules only exist for somebody underneath a certain, you know, social line. Everybody about it doesn't have rules, doesn't have countries, doesn't really care about money. Well, <laughs> I think we could go back and forth about that because how many times has China been brought up before the same human rights court and and they sure. just Who don't knows? even bother to show up too because they own the human rights court. Hell, they have a yeah. seat on the UN Human Rights Council itself. Like, and, and they've got they've got prisoners like they've got slave labor. They've got concentration camps, slave and labor. There's, there's like, yeah, I, I think all around it's hypocrisy. It's corruption through and through. I, I mean, I, I can't I can't really stick a, a finer point on. Well, it's specifically the United States here. It's specifically China. It's specifically Russia. It's specifically pick your European country. It's specifically Australia. Hell, Australia, they were putting their own people in COVID quarantine camps. How is that any different? How is that nope. any different? It's not any different. I think we're, it's not a specific place in the world. I think it's a specific type of a person, maybe type of an organization. I, I, I Either just way, it's don't, totalitarian it, in nature. And I, I don't They're like all connected. Yeah. 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 And it's not like it's not like they don't know each other. They're all talk. They're all laugh. They're, they're all, you know, you know, there's videos of, of all the politicians having a good time together. They're obviously in some sort of social relation, maybe not friends, but, you know, what's the difference between me having, you know, a conversation with my friend and them? The only difference is they have countries and people underneath them and uh, they're friends. They're hanging out. They're having a good time, except for their conversations involve killing people with no with no opinion about it. No thought. It's like there is nothing more to say because it's so obvious. It's so ubiquitous. It's everywhere. There's nothing. If you don't have a po- finger to point at something, what do you go? You know what I mean? Th- that's the idea. It's it's just common. It's everywhere. It's infil- the, the attitude, the people, the mindset. It infiltrated every level of society. They're they're everywhere, and the generations now that are becoming older, they're in the twenties that were raised with the mentality of you know social separation like this. They're starting to take over. This is us losing. The war for human rights. We're not even asking for anything else. Like, like in Canada, there's a lawsuit going on because a basically a a guy who thinks he's a woman showed up at a um like a like a spa, right? And and a bunch of women were getting there cleaned up. Well, this was a guy. He wanted. He says I'm a woman, except for his different parts. So the the employee refused, and I believe she got fired. So now there's a federal suit. So basically. If the if the woman loses, government is dictating for this woman to touch male parts without her will to do it because it's her job and she needs to look at this man as a woman legally. If that becomes legal, man, I don't know what else they can make legal. It's a, it's an opening door. It's an open door for abuse, for rape, 
for, for killing kids with child sacrifice. If a mother is on a bunch of drugs, a doctor comes to her and just says, listen, your kid's not going to make it. Sign this. She signs it. She just sacrificed her kid because they're going to resuscitate that kid. And who knows what happens to that human being? If they're not cut up for parts, who are they raised by? Where are they now? And and this, it's not like it's a one-time occurrence. Kids are disappearing left and right. I mean, there's slave trade, there's this and that. But I, I, I definitely believe that there are trained, raised human beings that just don't have the empathy that we were born with because that's 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 how the, how the environment was specifically controlled it's not one thing it's a it's a completely integrated system in all in all walks of life who controls money those are the people that are doing it money controls investments you know let's say somebody needs a planned parenthood built in their town well they need money for it um feminist movement you know they needed money so you know who stepped in and helped them humanity all, all people have ideas you know i want to build this i want to build that if you're the one with the money you're going to give money to the people who have the idea that's closest to what you're trying to accomplish or you manipulate them in the first place who do you point a finger at i mean the politicians are just figure figureheads once again if you don't see the enemy i just keep going to myself and and people around me and and if you don't know where it's coming from start building defenses on all sides mostly in your head bruce did you want to jump in there I'll jump into the just any of it to go back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, the the whole proxy war thing and all of that. Part of the problem with uh, what, what you were talking about, Johnny, the, the individual, you know, that's uh, affiliated with the government or, or doing contracts. I don't think that was that wasn't that wasn't Congress that did anything that wasn't. That wasn't even the president. That no. was our what we call the deep Defense state, also known as. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Known as uh, just the bureaucracy, that's the unelected officials. That that's what is the deep state. They were the ones that were issuing the contracts. They were the ones that are uh, waging this proxy war that's that's going on. They're the ones that are doing this. The Congress has no say in this, though they're supposed to. Anytime we do war actions or military action of any kind, Congress is supposed to be called on this, and and they it's supposed to be put towards a vote. People don't care anymore. That's the problem, Bruce. No one gives a crap. They they might talk about it, but they don't. They all talk about, well, we could all vote and do this. Like I talked to a citizen the other day and the guy's like, listen, all we have to do is go to like, you know, our town hall or this and this, talk to this person, see what he thinks. No, you're not going to be able to do it. I tried and I'm involved in this. You, you, you get ignored. Yeah. There's no way. You have no say. No say whatsoever. The, the, the reason we have no say is because of the people we put in. All the people that I talk to, at least uh, that are out of politics, that are, you know, just your average person, uh, they don't want to be involved in proxy wars. They don't want to be involved in wars at all. Uh, they want to focus on our own issues that we have here in, in country first and get our. And yet uh, it's too late. We're already in it. The, poly, the people you're talking about are already the people that were brought up to not care and only focus on these issues. The politicians we're trying to get to. So, I mean, I, I look at the age, like specifically age is a very important thing. Uh, the people that are not letting us get to the right people are the right age now to be brought up in that type of thinking. Maybe not specifically, but their mentality is already affected to a point of not caring. You know, when you come to him and you say, listen, America is a good country, but globally depends on this, this and that. And the dollar is doing this, this and that. OK, but there's crime in my neighborhood. That's what I'm focusing on. Great. Who are the people? Where are the people that are focusing on the borders around the neighborhood, on the bigger picture? We can get to them. It's 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 the compartments are so tight. It's so interconnected. You get lost. 
And that's how it's supposed to be. The, the problem uh, with the bureaucracy is uh, you have leadership that are a problem that are that are doing their own thing. And then you have the uh, field operatives, the grunts, the, the lowers that are just following orders when it comes to that kind of thing. But as far as, you know, I, I would I would agree with the the people are being taught to be less empathetic. I agree. That is true. You look just look at social media. The thing is, where's the younger people in, in uh, our elected positions? Where's the where's our generation that's supposed to be in it or generation uh, the generation before us generation X where are they it's I don't care. We, we have all the baby boomers are still holding all the positions in politics yeah they caught I us mean, out I mean they're they're like 70 and 80 yeah they caught us out yes. they're they're the old hippie generation that got in there when they were just coming out of the universities and they basically pulled the ladder up they said we're going to continue the demoralization and we're going to make them get involved in corporation jobs that don't go anywhere that don't advance you that don't help you that don't benefit you any uh, any way whatsoever we're going to get them to invest in nonsensical investment schemes such as like 401k's and stuff and it's not going to be there because they're going to scrape all the money off we're going to get them involved in uh, in this entertainment culture even further and that's what it's become the whole thing has just been it's been like a party if you will it's like okay we're all having a good time and and everybody's you know the parents are away and we're all just kind of tearing the place up and now it's like uh hang on a minute now, now it's like we're we're the ones that are like the, the the father figure the parents that have come home and we see the place is trashed and we're like what the hell's going what on the hell what what the hell's going on what the hell have you people done and now, now it's going to be time to take out the trash. Yeah, it's definitely messy. It's messy to a point where people are coming together. Like, that's what I see all over the United States where, you know, especially, you know, I'm a New England guy. I see groups of guys. I see, you know, little, 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 little gatherings around someone's garage, you know, and I walk around with signs. I, I'm outside all the time. I talk to people. And what I keep hearing is like, listen, we get it all. Everyone's corrupt. We don't understand any of this picture. However, you know, there's us, our families. We got food. We got whatever. We're prepared for whatever. And there's multiple. And same things going on in Russia. I got caught off at this point. I mean, everybody I've has been talking to so far in, you know, Russia, Belarus, all the answers are like, yep, fine, no comment, blah, blah, blah. Clearly different from the way people normally talk to me. So they're scared. They, they, you know, the, the lines are being checked. Now it's a real thing. That's it. Russia's cut off. We're at war, at least on paper. <laughs> paper we're at war. I've got some of the uh, uh, the videos this morning from uh, in Kiev where, excuse me if I mispronounced that, uh, you actually said it correctly once, but you're familiar with the language. You speak the language, so I mean, I, yeah. I don't. yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is, I'm just going to roll some of this. This is some of the uh, uh, the retaliation that hit this morning. And Putin came out after it happened and said, yep, we're the ones that did that because that's payback for what happened on the Crimean Bridge. It's amazing to me how people just kind of calmly go about their business when this is going on. Like you're just driving along and all of a sudden, yeah, there's a woman running. <laughs> it's like a, a cruise missile just hits, you know, half a block away. And people yeah, are just, you know, they're, they're jogging, walking down the street, parallel parking. Those people, people before the war, there were bombs going off in Ukraine all the time from the mob wars. Were there? Okay, now see, that that's something that we weren't purview to. We don't know that. Oh, yeah, everyone's used to explosions. I, I told you guys this story when I was a kid. You know, some guy was raising me, long story short, new car coming up to the car, there's a bomb. Good thing I'm still alive. Wow. Now we're seeing just, 
you know, people taking videos of all the, the smoke coming out from the explosions and, and they're getting closer. Yeah. Like, this is cool. Supposedly that that one right there, supposedly that was uh, part of the uh, that part of that hit the uh, the German embassy. That's what was reported here this morning. Don't know if there's any truth to it, but uh, I mean, if that's it's, the case, how can you... where are the casualties? Right. I mean, that, that's what you're, you're going to tell me on a Monday morning that there weren't people working in the visa office. You're going to tell me that there weren't people working there. Come on. Must have must have been uh, unless it was a planned uh, yeah. event. Yeah. And, and then you've got yeah. this poor girl who's just walking along and uh, <laughs> like it. No, nah. there it is. Well, fix the hair. Oh, man, that explosion totally ruined her freaking hair. That sucks. <laughs> Gonna have to redo it. Oh, no, there you go. Yeah. She's like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is they're so used to it. I mean, that that is stoic. You know, this girl just had basically a almost blown off her feet with an explosion. She's just walking around smiling. How's that? What? That came? Huh? That was I'm really... The, so I'm in the process at the moment. So it, take this one for what you will, but I'm in the process at the moment. Yes. I'm going to run this through our software and I'm going to uh, yeah. put that down in super slow. I'm going to freeze it frame by frame and I'm going yeah, to check what that I again. Saw, yeah. Because yeah, from yeah. what I saw yep. there, that didn't yep. look like a missile hit it. Nope. That did not, was that was not a miss. That was, yep, I saw that too. That was like a bazooka from underneath the bridge. Yeah. So or, I'm gonna, I, I mean, just saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going well, to have to run that thing. through. How can you understand anything when you know for a fact that the governments are now blowing up their own people? They're blowing up things just to say that somebody else did it. I wouldn't be surprised if Ukrainians blew up themselves and Putin was like, I'll play along. Came out and said he did it. That would make sense. Well, see, this is the point where we are, where you don't know what to believe. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody's pointing fingers at everybody. And things are escalating so quickly that things can get out of hand. And I think they want things to get out of hand. I mean, it's to the point yep. now where the, the markets here are ready to go. You notice the markets have been flat. They've been just under, but they've pretty much been flat. The German bond market collapsed this morning. It, like it crashed. <laughs> and it's not even a footnote on page 13 somewhere. That, that's a pretty big deal. Credit Suisse is about to go. And we're just kind of like, if you flip on the financial networks, the whole thing, like the financial networks, they're a disgrace. They are an absolute disgrace. The only thing they've been talking about since the uh, the record gains that they had, that rally going into October 4th, the only thing they've been talking about since then is Putin, Russia, Ukraine, Putin, Russia, Ukraine. I mean, they are just hammering that over and over. And you can see the escalation. So today, a few hours ago, Lukashenko who is the uh, leader in Belarus, came out and said that Russia and he have a uh, Russia and in Belarus have a deal. They're going to start mobilizing and uh, and running joint military uh, deployments between Russia and Belarus, which kind of expected that. And then you've got uh, the U.S. embassy in Kiev. Or Kiev has said to all U.S. citizens, get out. Right. It's start. It's time to just pack up, start leaving if you're still there. Same thing with uh, Poland. Poland has told all of their citizens to leave Belarus, not Ru or not uh, not Ukraine, but Belarus. And you've got Lithuania, who has now said that they have told their people to get out of uh, Russia and I believe Belarus as well. So they're, everybody's being pulled. Now, now this is the process. When you start pulling diplomats and citizens, when you start making public announcements, that's when it's it's all about to pop off. I'd like I I'd like to talk about Belarus. Um, I've spent yeah, quite a bit of time living living and training in Belarus. I know people very well. We talked about Chechnya uh, last you know last time I was here. I kind of mentioned that you know you don't want to mess with Chechnya. There's kind of Russian secret weapon. Belarus during World War II, 
in my opinion, for what I know, a big part of the victory, there's multiple parts, but the soldiers from Belarus, first of all, Belarus means the white Russia and it's all tied to religion. You know, it's, it's, it's Belarus is the deeply rooted. Their language is still kind of paganish, very, very faithful people, very, very clean, beautiful soul people. Lukashenko is training very, very good soldiers. Belarus is always going to be on the side of Russia. That's another place you don't want to attack because people will not surrender also. But they're such good people. I see if I see a lot of faults with Russia. I see a lot of faults with a lot of places. But man, Belarus is such a clean, you know, nice place. And Lukashenko was good. For the first 10 years, he was awesome. He basically saved Belarus. But then the power of Putin got to him. And now we have this, you know, my, we, I go to quite a few World War II museums. I, I take my mom with me sometimes. And every time we get there, she cries because she sees nothing about the sacrifice that Belarusian people did. And she talks about it. Um, and specifically the partisans, the people that were not officially part of the, the army. They lived in the woods and they, they dedicated their existence to stopping Nazis. Bel- Nobody talks about so many people in Belarus. What, what Nazis would do is they would gather the whole population of the village, put them in one, one big building and burn it. What Nazis, the atrocities that Nazis did in Belarus is, is very little talked about, but it, it was horrible what the people went through. And they still remember so when 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 they when they hear the word Nazi when they t- you know hear anything about Ukrainian Nazis Russian Nazis or anything those are the people that really really hate anything nationalistic like that so now here's, here's that's what a, I wanted here, to say yeah 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 and I, I I can understand that I mean having the having the uh, the past uh, atrocities like that I mean that that is also a very powerful tool to manipulate people at the same time we can't confuse yes. we can't confuse someone who's patriotic about their country with Nazism. We cannot confuse the two, right? We live in a time right now where that line has been removed by radicals that want to see our our downfall here in the West. And we cannot allow that uh, that argument to take hold. That line must be brought back. Yeah, just because you are nationalistic and you believe in your country and you believe in the nation state does not make you a national socialist. There is a big difference. So we need to make sure that we're making that distinction. Yeah, and I I apologize. It's just, you know, I'm very emotional. Uh, There's a lot of BS going on. John is absolutely right. You know, loving your country, loving your family. I, I love America. I really do. But if you start hating people just because someone tells you to, that's when kind of a line's being crossed. We need to be more objective. We do. And uh, I got I just had another video uh, sent to me. This is that same bridge explosion. Uh, you know, the one I told you, I'm in the process yep. of reviewing it. This is a different angle. This is a public yep. uh, camera shot of it. Now, tell me, does this individual who's right here on this bridge, right here in the middle, mm-hmm. as you can clearly see yep. them, yep. you're going to see the explosion here off to the left. OK, now we yep. saw the camera shot from the other side. OK, this is the yep. opposite of that. Does this look yep. like a person to you who is... And I'm not I'm not an expert in in demolition or anything, but yep, I'm an invest- yeah, I'm an investigator by trade. Does this look like a person to you, either one of you, that is in fear of their life? Just take a look. Nope. No, he was waiting for it. He's on some sort of a device, maybe recording it. Now he's kind of running away slowly. Yeah, the guy was basically looking at a place where the explosion was going to happen. Kind of did some things and walked away, basically fast paced. The way he's dressed just tells me he's not normal. I, the, the, the leather jacket. I mean, he is walking, he's walking, boom, big explosion, takes a step back, starts kind of running away. I don't know. Honestly, it looked like a little bit of shell shock, if you if you ask me. Could have been. Um, Could have been. Yeah. Because if, if you're that close to an explosion going off, you're not going to be hearing anything. 
except for ringing. You're going to be dazed. Uh, and oh. and the realization of what just happened is kind of setting in. And, he, and then it's kind of he like, oh, crap, I need to get out of here. Stopped and looked prior. To, he stopped and looked something got his attention per second prior to the explosion. If you can hear. So he must have seen something. Yeah, yeah. If you've got something, let's say it's an incoming projectile, you're going to stop and take a look because that's going to be making a fair amount of noise. Yes. That's true. If 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 that were a missile or artillery shell or something like that, you would hear it coming in, and then what is hit. that light? Do you see the way the shadow moves the whole time? Look at look, look. I do. Yeah, it's, he's in the dark. He's in the dark, and then it's, and within the three seconds, it lights up the whole area. Look, there it is. Boom. Could that? It looks like it's somewhat cloudy. It could be cloud cover. Yeah, it could know, have like cut it right be, through. Yeah. It. If there's uh, a propellant. The, it could have. It could have cut right through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or something yep. like yeah. So, but the other video you showed me, man, it, it looked so sketchy. If it's a video of the same bridge from a different it's side, the same bridge. it just looked different. Yeah, it's the same bridge. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm going to have to put it in through, run it through a software and see what I can do. Go ahead, Bruce. Yes, sir. I'd, I'd have to watch it again, but um, I'm pretty, so from what I saw, it kind of looks like, if you've ever watched video of missiles hitting concrete, you know, like um, the military testing weapons and whatnot, you usually see the missile punch through the material first and then, and explode. then explode. Correct. So, so John is running the previous video of the same explosion kind of slower and zoomed in, I guess. Yep. So, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. You see the shadow. That does look like, looking at yep. it, it looked like a shadow or something on the bridge mm -hmm. right before it hit. Mm. Man. That looks different. It's the shockwave, the shockwave looks like that it it fits the uh, it fits what, what you know an incoming projectile would be because you can clearly see it. But uh, it's, yeah, I'm gonna have to run it through and see if I can catch the incoming projectile itself. If that's it, what it is, it almost looked like it almost looked like it it came in at a, a like a 45 um, degree angle and kind of went through the thing. Maybe uh, it it well it looked like it fell short. It, it it looked like it hit the ground instead of actually being a direct hit on the bridge. Yeah. Um. But because if that was a direct hit, um, well, that even down. if it was like, yeah, even if it was like a forty millimeter round, even, uh, and it hit that bridge, you would see visible damage if right. it was a direct hit. And as, this doesn't look like it was a direct hit. There's not any uh, damage done necessarily that we can see right offhand. So it looks like it hit maybe the pillar. Or something below. Yeah, it's just, I see it. The first time I saw it, it looked to me like something shot it from underneath. Now it looks different, but it's definitely, I mean, it didn't hit the bridge. You're right. Yeah, it does look like it hit beneath it. Um, Weird. So, yeah, either they were short or it hit. The support. I the, what I what I think is going to happen very shortly is they're going to start using more and more of a high tech weapons. Um, drones, drone swarming. I mean, what yeah. isn't in Ukraine at this point? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we know that that's where all the reinforcement and and everything is going. I mean, they're they're throwing the contractors on each side are throwing everything they've got in there. I actually heard this a couple of days ago. There's a Russian military contractor, uh, Wagner, PMC Wagner, and they mm -hmm. are offering to people that are doing prison sentences. So people that are in jail, they're saying, you're going to come work for us and you're going to fight for six months. They, they make them sign contracts for six months. Give them six months and then all your charges are forgiven and you're a free man. This is in Russia? Yes. You're saying, yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been kind of waiting for something like that, but if they're releasing Russian prisoners to but get ready not, to fight for war, they're not doing it through the government, it's like through the um, 
uh, what's it called? Um, the reservists, just, just, you know, the, the call up, oh, you know, the, the mobilization. Yeah. They're not doing it through that because I don't think uh, I, I don't think that they can, uh, because as you explained, the um, the way that they do their mobilization, I don't think that they can do that, uh, at least under the, the this, new system. It's a different. It yeah, this is a contract. This is a contract yes. thing. So They're normally doing it through a private mobilization. Contractor. Right. Correct. During Chechen wars, the, you know, a lot of the soldiers that kept going back, there were contractors as well. There's a big contract thing in Russia. So I see it happening. A private corporation, absolutely. And I mean, those guys, those guys are, they're ready to fight. Prison guys in Russia, oh boy. I mean, the shenanigans, it's it's just, I'm terrified. I'm terrified because if I, I can just picture myself in the shoes of those prisoners. I can picture myself in Russia. I can picture all that. And man, I would not want to fight me in that situation. I mean, people are desperate and it's not like a rat in a corner at this point of time. The rats in the corner are the, the, the top of the line politicians, whatever that, that are afraid that, you know, this is not actually going to go through. The people are the bear, you know, they're getting ready to come out that the anger, the oppression. I mean, it's a different mentality, different culture, different people. Yes. America is a great army, all the tech in the world, this and that, man. But once you mobilize Russian prisoners, those are killers. Those are those are killers. I'm on the killer culture. Now you had mentioned before, and, and I th I think it's the same on both sides. You you had mentioned before that if there wasn't this conflict that's going on in Ukraine, if that didn't ha if that didn't happen, let's say that 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 just didn't happen. Putin didn't go in there. If that didn't happen, you've said before that it's possible that he could have been overthrown by now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what keeps Putin in power for many, many years is is the, the, the pressure of the West. When worse comes to worse, people are like, well, at least, you know, Putin's against West. We know that for sure. Um, yeah, I think that put a lot of Putin's power rests in the fact that he's like a, a really tough guy. We'll put it this way in Russian culture. His power is based on the fact that he's protecting Russia from a bigger, bigger threat. People keep Putin in and haven't actually risen up because they're looking at what's the lesser of two evils, basically. Yes, I think Ukraine would have been fine. I think Donetsk would have just declared itself independent. Yeah. Who knows? But Putin is there largely because of the West still. It's a necessary, it's, it's like a necessity thing. And just based on, on that, now you've got the escalation. And again, we've been waiting on that escalation, right? And, and here it is. It is what you said. Putin is now pulling back. He's made the strikes this morning and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Using Lukashenko this afternoon, he's fortifying at the same time. So he's, Lukashenko is out saying, we're going to be doing joint operations now. Okay, so there's a fortification. You've got Poland making moves. You've got Moldova making moves today as well. You've got, of course, Belarus making moves. You've got Lithuania making moves. What's next? What comes next? So I think Putin and Lukashenko are walking away from their biggest fear, which is being overthrown because now there's something else, a fear that everyone can focus on. People are no longer so focused on who's ruling them rather than on who's attacking the country. What's going to happen is fortification and then I believe there's going to be provocation. There's going to be another, you know, another pipe exploding something. But 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 the things will escalate dramatically, quickly. And right now, Russia, Belarus, they're fortifying. They're doing what I said, you know, last week or whatever people want to do is they want to, you know, fortify their own cities. That's what they're doing. No Zelensky. one, no one is really. Yeah. Yeah. Zelensky. What now becomes of him? Because you, you and I were talking in prep and you're, you're talking to people that are talking to people over there on the ground. And you're saying this guy's literally losing his mind. He, and, and some of the yeah. statements, you and I were watching some video of him before 
Uh, the guy's calling for preemptive strikes on Russia. Like th- this, this nuclear problem, preemptive strike. Well, I I, I want to say that that's what he meant, but he didn't specifically say that. So I, I don't want to go there. I, I don't want to go down that sure, road. Sure. OK. OK. But nonetheless, they're prodding the world's largest nuclear power. That's the problem. And and here's here's my issue is and this is exactly what I told you in prep. And I told you I would say it on a recording and I have no shame about saying what I'm about to say. This conflict that's going on where you're trying to as in like you as in like you idiots in D.C., you're trying to take us to war with the world's largest nuclear power. A bunch of stupid college kids are living in some crackpot fantasy world about going to war with Russia. Like these these people are insane. They're insane. And and you're telling me as you as you and I were talking in prep, you're telling me that your sources and your people on the ground over there are telling you that Zelensky's gone insane. He has gone insane. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're literally saying like, I mean, they, it's not even they, they used to laugh at him because he literally is that's his professional clown. So they, they you know, they laughed with him for a while. Then they started laughing at him. Now there's it's not even scared. They, they, they literally people over there in Belarus, Ukraine, Russia, they're saying Zelensky most likely is on drugs, has been on drugs like Hitler kind of whatever for a while. And he's lost his mind. People are literally saying he needs to be in the hospital. People that perhaps even maybe see him in real life at some point. I, I don't know that for a fact, but I know that common consensus is that he's gone mad. It certainly seems so. With the uh, with with the videos he's putting out, he he's asking uh, like it was reported a few days ago through more than one outlet that he made a phone call to a Swiss bank. Now we know that that's where all the cash he's been he and his his entourage have been uh, occurring. That's where it's been going, right? They're buying multi million dollar chalets in in Switzerland and they're putting all their money in Swiss banks. Hell, Zelensky's uh, net worth I think now is Bruce. Didn't you say it was up to like uh, seven hundred million or billion or se- yeah seven hundred million or something now? And it was a couple of million it's when he hundreds when his of whole million. thing started. Yeah, yeah, hundreds of millions I- of, of dollars. He called a Swiss bank and said that he wanted the assets that were held by Russia in that Swiss bank appropriated and given over to him and Ukraine. He's gone. He's you, gone you ever, <laughs> Have you ever seen like a, a little, you know, a smaller kid hanging out with a bunch of big boys and he thinks he's part of the club and he gets, yeah. the, you know, a little taste of power and just starts running around making all these statements thinking that the big boys are behind him? Sure. That's that's what's going on. They're dropping Zelensky off to the wolves. He's going to run around, be himself, do a bunch of stuff, because I don't think anyone's preventing him from saying dumb shit anymore. Excuse my language. He's going to be burned. So you think he's going to go the way of like Saddam Hussein? You know, once, yep, once, absolutely. once the West is done with him, they're just going to scapegoat him. The whole point is just to use other people to escalate a fight. And then that's it. They're no longer needed. I mean, these are people are expendable resources. Absolutely. So Zelensky... I think he went mad because he realized the actual danger he's in. That's what I think happened. He realized that he messed with non-actors. They gave him a little bit of power and he realized that they just played him. So, I mean, imagine that your life is pretty much, you know, for a fact, not going to end well. What are you going to do? Might as well have fun with it. Okay, so I, I get what you're saying. Okay, so they they gin up all of this uh, this conflict. That's where they put their money laundering operation. And then they give him elite status, if you will, right? I, for lack of a better term. Yep. They give him the yep. fame. Yeah. And he's, he's more famous now than he ever was when he was a comedian on TV uh, in Ukraine. He's he's more famous now than he ever was. And he's gotten like this, this guy, he's, he's all but a Netflix star 
or, or maybe he is. He's got all the celebrities. He's got all of the, uh, the the big politicians and everybody are from around the world. The, the G7 and, and all the, the NATO countries, they're all going over and doing photo ops with him and, and his people. And it's just it's it's a show. It's like when it's, I when uh, I yeah. see this stuff, it's like watching a Netflix series. That's what it is. Yeah. Except for real lives, real lives, lack of empathy. I can always tell when Bruce is about to say something because he's sitting up there in his chair and he's he's like rubbing his hands together and he's hunched over his microphone. So I can tell that he's he's ready to jump in there. What do you got, Bruce? Go ahead. Uh, I, I, I was just getting resituated. As far as uh, what you guys are saying about Zelensky, I, I, I honestly, I think that's true. He's just going to be he's being used and then he'll be thrown under the bus when it comes time to uh, move on to the next COVID 3.0. He's COVID 2.0. So uh, once they're done with him and they've honestly, they may not even have to do anything. They being the elite, uh, because uh, we, we were kind of discussing this before uh, we, we started recording the economies looking a little bit rough. And when that starts to collapse, I think they're going to they're going to people will take care of him. They're going to blame. Yeah, it's it's not like they see this is the thing. They gave you a little bit of power. They pretend for a second that you're a useful asset, and then they leave. Those people are perfectly safe wherever they are. Once Zelensky realized that he, the phones are now no longer going through, no one's picking up the phone, whatever that means on the other side, and he's actually on his own now. So, like, all of a sudden, he's like, look, I have all this money. I am this and this and that, and no one is guiding me anymore. No one's above me. What the hell do I do? Nothing, because I have no experience. I don't know. I'm an idiot. And he can't he's flee. Scared. He can't. Yeah, no one to go. Like, he he wouldn't. Well, if he, let's say he even makes it back to the European Union, let's say let's say that he makes hell, he he would have to make it to. Well, well hang on a second, because Switzerland is not in the EU, so he would have to mm. make if that's if that's where he's got his assets and his holdings, and that's where he has his uh, his his getaway. If they're all thinking that they've got golden parachutes to get in there, his airplane's not going to get off. The, he won't be able to get to the Kiev airport and get his airplane off the tarmac, will he? Nope. It's it's a setup that happens. See that that I see this over and over again. People, you can see that they feel empowered. They're doing this. They they you can see that they're acting like the figurehead because they feel like there's a real figurehead behind them. And then when they look back and there was no one there anymore, you can see that they're starting to run around and saying dumb stuff and and just they're going out of their mind because they realize that like you know maybe for a few years, two months, the game became not real to them too. The, this whole life thing. It became not real for them too, right? So they're like, oh, I'm out of the system. Great. Well, there's no one behind them now. So now they're back in the system. And people that you screwed are there with you. You, you have a, no nowhere to go. It's it's the little brother. It's the little mm-hmm. brother with an older brother that's like, you know, ripped or whatever. And the, the, the little brother thinks, oh, yeah, my big brother's going to back me up. You know, he's been backing me up so far. So I'm just going to be. And he keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually, the big brother's like, I'm out. I'm out. You're on your own. And, and you know what? I've been seeing this and saying this privately in America, just watching TV. And what I noticed, what looked to me is at some point politicians went the same way. Like the, the figureheads, you know, Pelosi and what they were kind of like acting, pretending. They looked like they had a plan. There was like something there. And then all of a sudden you're like, just see a bunch of drunk idiots running around not knowing what to do. It's <laughs> someone was there for long enough to stir things up and then very privately exited back to their hiding holes. We're searching for the source of power. If it's money, then it's in large investment firms, banks. If it's information and technology, then it's 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 a society or or an entity. I keep going back to faith. That's when everything is completely confusing around me, I go back to faith. And 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 the answer to me is this. My heart tells me what evil is. 
and I stay away from it and or or search for it. Either way, when 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 you're in complete darkness, the, the light's inside. Very dim for some people, unfortunately. Um, we are witnessing collapse of society. We're witnessing mass confusion. I mean, the video you showed me earlier, John, of that priest dressed in, you know, whatever rainbow colors next to a tra- you know, trans person explaining to a couple of young children that, you know, God says it's okay to, you know, be different, to change. It's okay to change all the time. It's okay to change all the time. What is the opposite of a normal way of life? Change, you know, stability is what you look for. You look for stability in personality. You look for decisions that you stick with. You're looking for lifelong plans. If you preach that things can change all the time, today you're a man. I mean, my your psyche is based on your gender, your self-identity, your decisions in life, your lifelong learn-term plans, identities are based on some sort of solid foundation. If you preach that that foundation can change at your will anytime, what are you going to do in life? You're going to start a new life every other day when you feel like you changed. They're taking away stability, focus, it, just the next step of mass confusion. What's, what, what I believe in is is they're waiting to show people the way for, you know, the, the way. And, and that's going to be the evil thing. Their way. Their, their yeah, evil way. Their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they need to tear down everything. And, and when I say everything, I mean the nation state. I mean patriotism. I mean values as in like you're rooted in, in true like Christian values. It's all got to go to them. Family yep. values, everything. It all has to go. And it, it will be, as you said, you're now going to identify with said group, whatever that is, whatever you decide that day, right? Because uh, it's all uh, fluid or whatever it is they're talking about yeah. now. That's going to be your new identity. And it will be promoted in the agendas that they say is the current thing, right? You're supporting COVID. You're getting the jabs. Oh, sorry, we're not doing that anymore. Now you're supporting Ukraine and you're against uh, Putin or you're against whatever. And, and it has to be that way. Or you don't get your digital money. You don't get your uh, shopping. You don't get to buy your, your food. You don't get to live in that nice place or you don't get to go in that electric car. You don't get to go on that train ride, whatever. Right. I'm just talking down this line. You know, we're going down this this road of just it, <laughs> I described it last week. It's literal. It's misery. It's depression. It's depravity. It's autocracy. It's technocracy. And it's just it's just evil. Like, it's just an evil, sick world. I I don't even want to call it a society. It's just because they want to do this everywhere. Yep. Totally, totally ubiquitous. So and I hope I pronounced that word. Listen, step one, destroy meaning of life. Step two, introduce your meaning of life. People, when we were born, are through are, are throughout whole lives, we're searching for that meaning. We're searching for the reason why we're here, and 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 to find happiness is is to know why you're here. I've I figured out why I'm here. They gave me a great life. They gave me great happiness because they 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 created a reason for me to live to do this. Step one: destroy your soul. Step two: take over. I mean, once the soul is gone, once that meaning of life, that stability, that identity, it's, once it's all smeared. You become so malleable that whatever identity they throw you this week, which is good for them, you'll become. Final few minutes here. Uh, and we we always give you the uh, the final word. So we've got uh, we've got about five five six minutes. Where would you like to end up today? I want to end up in memory. I want people to start remembering how wonderful the world was when you were a child. Every every closet was some sort of a cave with monsters, and the floor was lava. 
that's imagination, imagination that creates your happiness. You're a kid and you're in a room by itself. All of a sudden you jump in from a couch to couch because the floor is lava. You're creating happiness for yourself out of nowhere. The only possible way to fight back and escape the system for everyone is to start stabilizing your mind. You need to separate yourself in your mind from the system. You know, you still go to work, you still act like a citizen, which we are. I love this country. I don't want anything bad to happen to the country, to anyone. However, start being, you know, a 007 in your life. Start pretending life is more fun. Start figuring out how do I have fun with your kids, with your friends inside. Try to have an hour out without a phone. Unless we do the same thing that they did, which is basically mass hypnosis, mass raising of individuals that do not know the values. Go back to your parents of their life. Go back to their grandparents. Remember your childhood and try to zero in on what is that spark that's now missing. Why is everything gray and you're constantly thinking about the ne next, you know, task you got to do that you don't want to do? Why is your whole life something you don't want to do? And how come it used to be fun? Zero in on your soul and try to see what happened to it. When everything is dark, the light, the only light that's left is in your head. Think of life this way. There's people that been eating nothing but garbage their whole life. And if you give them one McDonald's try, they'll think you're a God. And, and the value of that nothing to you is incredible to those people. Think about the actual value of the things you have. If you have a microwave refrigerator in the car, you're in like top 3% of the richest people in the world. If you have a house that's not, you know, a roof that's not leaking, if you have more than one pair of shoes, Google statistics, Google how rich and fortunate and safe you are in the United States versus the rest of the world versus how it was 100 years ago. Realize that this blanket of safety is giving you an opportunity to find your soul back. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of you stop stopping using the social media and and and, sh and showing it for what it is. They, they don't want you to remember that you can have an awesome, fun, productive, great life without them. And in fact, at this point of time, the definition of a good, productive life is without them. Train your mind to do something new while you're still living your routine. Start making small changes. Start playing games with yourself. Start training this self-realization of how fortunate and full of things you are. So if you have everything you need physically, start working on your soul. The simplest thing, light up some candles. Be happy for 10 seconds. Shut your phone off. Those small steps is what's going to bring out a larger change. It's impossible to fight this war because we don't see who the enemy is. We can't use violence. Everything is confusing and designed that way. Stop and organize your own brain. Find a goal. Find another goal. Physically, our neurons in our brain, the neurons, they don't form themselves unless you take a task and you complete it. That's when new neurons form. The, the whole infinite scroll, all of this is designed for you to be malleable, to question your identity, to question yourself, and constantly, constantly look up to social media, to the government, to the, the, the demigods of Hollywood, I call them. Brad Pitt is basically demigod at this point. When, you know, when half the men picture something brave, they're picturing actors in movies. Start creating an illusion, a fun fantasy in your own head your own illusion, your own life, your own fantasy, and stop 
looking at everybody else's imagination, attacking you from every direction in every movie. You've never been to a war. Those people have never been to a war. Maybe somebody advised them, you know, how to act, but that's it. All of it is entertainment. 90-something percent of your life is just entertainment designed for you to stop thinking. You are the most magnificent, the most adaptive, the most beautiful thing on this planet. And in the United States, we're so fortunate that we have enough resources to become better. It's like they created a system where they they, they gave human beings a choice. Look, here's an opportunity to work, you know, do this and that, but you have so much chance to do something with your life. Well, unfortunately, most people decide to just drone out, do their eight hours of work, whatever, and then disappear for the rest of the time, either with beer or TV, with gambling, drugs, whatever it is, you're all escaping the fact that push-ups are hard to do. But if you do them far enough, that's all you want to do is push-ups. If you do enough push-ups in your life, you don't want to turn your TV on. Literally, like I'm back into sports, man. I wake up, my first thought in the morning, where's the dumbbell? I love my life because it's not the TV that changes that I have to look at the ads. I have to, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to push a button. I get up, I make a coffee and I play with my dumbbell. My kids running around, drawing, whatever. That's a morning. No one's arguing. Go back to your soul. I, I don't know what else to say. It, it's just that there's a choice. People are given a simple choice. And unfortunately, you have to realize that you make that choice a million times a day. That's the hard thing. It's not like you can go to university and be like, I decide to be this kind of person or that kind of person. That's how it used to be in communist Russia. And then the food you eat, the things you see, whatever, is only for that specific direction in life. In the United States, you have a plethora of directions in life. Pick one. Pick who you are. Use this amazing opportunity that there's still food in the stores. Google how rich you are objectively to the rest of the world. And if you don't get humbled from that, if you don't realize that being in the top one, less than 1% of the richest people in the world that you are, not relative to your neighbors, but relative to people that say in China, if you don't get humbled by that, then you know you're lost. You know, I, I don't think that people stop to consider that hardly at all. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm walking around each day and I, I've been working on myself for a very long time, for a good number of years now. There's so much that goes into that. It's it's not it's not as simple as just like people people want a simple answer. It's not as simple as just giving people an answer. People will say, Okay, I, I like what you've done with yourself. You seem satisfied with who you are and, and the direction that you've taken for yourself. How do I do that? And I say, I can't tell you how to do it. That's the most complex thing because people say, just tell me what to do so I can do it and I can have that. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't, you don't understand. I'm not you. You're not me. I do what works for me. I had to pick things that motivated me and allowed me to focus on self-development and my intellectual prowess and, and so on and so forth, my, my physical limitations, my mental limitations. I had to choose that for me. That's not necessarily going to work for someone else. I can't take the template that I have applied to myself and put it on somebody else. I can tell you what I did. That's the best that I can do. I can tell you what I did and I can tell you what works for me. But there is this universal thing that I see. It's called suffering or overcoming. No matter yes. who you are, universally, if you want to progress, pick something you like that's hard and finish doing it. Whatever you are, if 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 you like drawing, that's your thing. If you like lifting, if you like shooting, if you like sleeping, well, sleeping, <laughs> a little different. But it's the difficulty that brings you up, the difficulty of the task. It's the accomplishment which gives you self-respect. And we are living in a world where self-respect means not knowing who you are. 
being being completely fluid. You know, I, I think solidity. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you're absolutely right. I, I think I think it's exactly and you, you mentioned it. It's been an intellectual disarmament. I, I said that term uh, like three or four years ago now when we were talking about um, I think we were talking about communism, I think. I can't. I can't be sure. And or Marxism. I, I guess collectivism. Right. I, I don't. I don't know. It was one all of those. Them, all, yeah, of them. all of it. Any totalitarian ideology. We're disconnected from reality. We're, we're not seeing what's actually going on here because of the entertainment, because of social media and the distractions, and and people anesthetizing themselves with the you know the the, the alcohol and the the football and and whatever. Right. They're, they're playing with their phones or whatever it is they're doing. They're not paying attention to what's happening. People are upset because of what's happened with COVID. Well, they took all my rights away. Then fight for them, damn it. They shouldn't have. You allowed them to do it. They take aggression. People take aggression on other people around them instead of the people that are causing it. And that's Correct. part of it, too. Correct. Correct. And I, I mean, quite frankly, it was easy as from the start. I said, just ignore these clowns. That's all you have to do. <laughs> You know, you can manage yourself. Society, we can manage ourselves. We, we don't have to listen to these idiots. I'm not advocating or talking about anarchy. Get that out of your head. I'm talking Absolutely. about common sense. I'm talking about common sense. That's what I'm talking about. And personal responsibility. Yeah, Last, anarchy is not the way. No, it's not. Last two minutes, I, I'm going to give just to you. I'm done. Um, last two minutes, I'm going to give to you. What specifically, because of what's happening over there right now, what specifically would you like to say to our listeners in Russia, in Ukraine, and in Belarus? I wish I could say it in their languages, but English works well enough. Remember the songs. Remember the tradition. Remember the stories you were told when you were a child. Remember your grandparents and everything they warned you about. Rethink your life and get ready. Hopefully, just to prepare to defend yourself. But I know all those people and I want to tell them, go back to the campfire. Go back to the pagan traditions of self-improvement and collectivism, I guess, in, in a small way. Like, like, go back to the soul. You, you know where it is. We all feel it. Buckle down and don't let evil take over because the right loves, pravoslavni ljudi. We were born, we were baptized, and we lived our lives to at some point stop evil if it comes. Here we are. Go back to the roots. Remember the songs, the stories. They all have a meaning because this has happened before and it is our cross, the cross that Slavic people are carrying, that we have to stop evil at some point again. Napoleon got stopped. Hitler got stopped. Previous, you know, thousands of years worth of war. Unfortunately, it looks like the Serbs really are the gatekeepers and the Slavs really are the the guys that are going to have to fight the devil because he's here. I know that, whatever that is. And and if you know that you're opposite of it, it is your time. Go back to the songs. Go back to the campfire. Go back to the stories we told when we were kids. I remember this, and I'll finish with that. I remember my grandfather once, he asked me when I was, you know, maybe 12. He said, have you ever seen a German? And I said, Grandpa, I've seen plenty of Germans. I have German friends, you know, in school. And he looks at me and goes, nah, you've never seen a German. It took me many, many years to understand what he said. The enemy will look just like you. The enemy might be in the room next to you. You might see people, but when you see evil in people, you will know and you'll have no doubt. I've never seen Germans at that point when I was a kid, but I've grown through my life to know what it means to have and see an enemy. I don't want to be anyone's enemy. That's how I'm built. However, there are people that are becoming our enemies and forces 
us to go back to the roots. My people are very simple. They're, they're, they tend to be happy with almost nothing. They're starving and, and they, they always were that way. We, we always suffered. But through that suffering, through that grinding, you burn all the fat off your souls. Whoever wants to attack Belarus, not Lukashenko, but those people, those people did nothing but suffer and fight evil through generations. Why? What do they want? They don't want America. They don't want anything. They're happy raising their little plants where they are and seeing their kids alive. However, they all got a case probably hanging on their walls. When good people are forced to fight other good people, you know what's wrong. Everywhere in the world, Slavic people unite in celebrating that we stand up to evil no matter which way it comes. If it's the West, if it's the East, it's not a direction. It's a completely embedded counter society that is trying to create this global sacrifice, this global holocaust. You know, we pravoslavni, we are right Slavs. We cross with our right hand and we don't let evil take over. So if something does happen, if evil does show its head, I feel bad for them because people from Belarus still have a soul and Russia and Ukraine and, and everywhere else in America, there's people that have souls. The war is not going to be people versus people. When the evil is apparent enough for, to people understand that they're tricked or if evil gets far enough to actually attack Slavs, it's not going to win. A bloodbath? Sure. But you're not going to win. Evil will not take over because Belarus is still there. And, and it's either Belarus is always going to be there, Russia is always going to be there, Ukraine is always going to be there, America is always going to be there, or there will be nothing. Pavel, we'll see you next week, yes? Absolutely. It'll be my pleasure. Hopefully things will pick up. Hopefully things will pick up in the uh, in the more peaceful direction. I'm, I'm hopeful. However, I'm not very optimistic. <laughs> I, I hate to say that. But unfortunately, at this point in our history, I, I don't see things calming down until things get a whole lot worse. Unfortunately, you're right. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Gentlemen, I want to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.